Chris going in on the verse Cause I never been defeated and I won't stop now Keep your hands up, get them in the sky For the homies that ain't making them my folks locked down I never went nowhere What they say in loot is back Blame it on that conjure The hood call it loot a yak And I'm on this foolish track So I spit my foolish flow My hands go up and down Like strippers' booties go My verses still be serving Type like a million virgins Last time on a college remix Now I'm on the original version Can't never count me out Y'all better count me in Got 20 bank accounts Accountants count me in Make millions every year The South champion Cause all I do All I, all I, all I, all I do is win, win, win No matter what Got money on my mind I can never get enough And every time I step up in the building Everybody hands go up And welcome <laughs> this is Beyond the Hate Mount Rushmore edition. Uh, uh, this is a this is a mini yeah, uh, kind of a, like a I don't know what would you call this, this would be like a uh, like an appetizer to a full an on appetizer. Basketball, basketball uh, is coming for the Mount Rushmore of the greatest for each decade. We wanted to do this to give you a little bit of a teaser um, because of the. Um, there's been some uh, tragic events that happened uh, a few weeks ago with Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Um, uh, we we would we would just put her on the, uh, you know, the uh, I don't know what to call it. It would just be one of those, you know, Mount Rushmores of we wish we could have seen what you would have become. Yeah, well, especially um, because of, you know, how much she loved UConn basketball. And she was going to go to UConn when she got out of high school and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, the fact that they, they gave her her own, you know, after her and, and Kobe passed away in the in the crash. Then, you know, they gave her, you know, her own jersey with her number and everything. And yeah. uh, I, I, it's, I think it's interesting because... Uh, when you it was look Gianni, at Gianni, right? Is that uh, Gianna? Gianna. Uh, the main thing I would say about like Gianna is that like um, she's she's would probably if she would have been able to, you know, if she would have been able to actually get to UConn and have like a, a, a career there, you know, she might have been one of those players that actually made people watch the WNBA because they're like, oh yeah, it's Kobe Bryant's daughter. You know, she plays for like the you know for the Mercury or something, and you're like, oh yeah, well if it's Kobe's daughter, maybe I'll watch those games. Yeah, you know, she who knows, she could have been maybe the 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 woman that actually you know maybe turns the WNBA around, and people would actually be like, oh yeah, I'll watch WNBA because yeah. that's Kobe's daughter. She's they don't awesome. have a whole lot of star power. They don't have a lot of support. But that's not what we're here talking about today. No, but they it's don't. just uh. Also, just before we get into a conversation, just. Uh, just a small topic on Kobe. It, you're more than your stats. He, he was always more than just uh, being one of uh, the greatest um, of our generation. He was he was always more than that. You'll hear many people talk about his stats and what he did on the court, but who he was off the court was important. Who he was being off the court um, is also important. So. Stats aside, you're actually one of the few people in recent Hall of Fame history in any sport that I think should be considered as actually a great person. Because uh, there, there's quite a few people that got into like football Hall of Fames and basketball Hall of Fames that I think honestly should have been excluded just because of their character. 
Yeah. And I think that should be a requirement for Hall of Famers. And if we're talking about Beyond the Hate Hall of Fame, which, hell, we might just start one day. <laughs> right. Um, he, he belongs there. There's other people that don't because of their character, like Terrell Owens. Yeah, it's like, especially like when you... Yeah, because like T.O. definitely... Sometimes he, your character should exempt you from being one of the greatest of all time. Well, it's like um, Pete no Rose in baseball. Yeah. You know, he, he can't be in the Hall of Fame because of uh, the gambling. See, Pete Rose to me is an argument. Because if he was gambling on his own team, that would be one thing. But as for, I, I don't know baseball. I might be wrong. But what I heard, he wasn't gambling on his own team. Uh, you know, like with the Phillies. Yeah, but yeah. I might be wrong. Or was it, it was he, the Reds. He played for the Reds. He could have been totally throwing his own games, but I don't know a lot about baseball. But what I heard was he was just gambling in general on baseball. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know a lot about baseball. And if he was just gambling to be gambling and uh, not making his team, like, lose on purpose so he could win money. Now, if he's doing that, obviously, no, don't, don't, don't put him in the hall. That's just something that shouldn't be done but if he if he was just gambling just to gamble on something then whatever jordan did that shit for years he still does it he's a gambler he's a gambling addict mm-hmm. oh well there's even the you know one of the conspiracy theories that uh when he went to go play baseball and he like retired you know in quotes for two years was that the uh they were like we we know that you have like a bit of a gambling problem so how about you go away for a while? We'll kind of let all this stuff settle out, and then you can come back. So that's one of the conspiracy theories that people had that the the NBA did not want Jordan to look bad on a, like a gambling scandal. So they were like, "How about you go play baseball for a couple of years? We'll let this work itself out, and then you can come back, and then you'll just go back to the Bulls." Gambling, so far that's as, <laughs> far as legacy for Jordan. Gambling, off field legacy for Jordan. On. On court legacy for Jordan is just unquestionable. Off court, I mean, it's always been kind of shady stuff. Like we've always known Jordan's a gambler. He's he's always been a cheater. Also, not in not in the sport, but like on his wives and stuff. Yeah. Um, his personal life is a little bit of a mess. It's a bit of the mess, but that's 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 stuff that's uh, doesn't affect other people. What I'm talking about when you're trying to gauge someone as like some greatest stuff and that affects them. Mm-hmm. If you cheat on your wife, yeah, that's bad. But that only affects two people. Yeah. So that that doesn't affect the world. So, I mean, yeah, sure. It's like, that that kind of sucks. I wish you wouldn't have done that. Yeah, but people make mistakes. Look. People make mistakes. You yeah. know, like, you know, like, uh, you know, Joe Montana was kind of a womanizer. You know, he, yeah, he he was. He, he's when he's he had divor- several marriages. Yeah, he got divorced a couple times, and I'm, you know, it's not a public thing, but I'm pretty sure it's because he cheated, or someone cheated on him, maybe possibly. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not going to speculate about it. Right. But yeah. he was kind of a ladies' man because he had the good looks. He was on the California team. Mm-hmm. So you just—he also put, went to Notre Dame too. So he's got all that. Yeah. He's got all the notoriety. He's got the prestige. So you kind of put two and two together, and it's like, well, the divorce probably happened because he—he he was a really hot quarterback, and he—he uh, he might have cheated or something. He's also a professional athlete. And Tiger Woods did like a ton of cheating. 
But that and was Tiger off is, the that was off the the golf course that didn't really affect him as far as like winning championships and masters and Yeah, and she <laughs> actually forgave him and stuff. So who are we to say, "Oh, well she shouldn't have done that." And it was like, "Well, it's their life." Yeah. Well, so, remember I mean cuz like there was the whole issue with Kobe Bryant and you know, did he, you know, did he have that uh, thing with the the girl at the hotel in in Denver or yeah. whatever? And I think it's pretty obvious that that wasn't a thing. Like, you know, like he the, he had sex with her, but he did definitely didn't rape her. No, no, and that um, was you know that was one of those things that came out where it's like you know, because you know Vanessa never divorced them or anything, so yeah, she never believed it for a second. I never did because I like um look just before we start talking about uh, Kobe and you guys are like, well, you guys are just probably Lakers fans or something. We're Bulls fans. <laughs> we I actually, grew I grew up in Illinois. He grew up in Illinois. I've just always been a Bulls fan because you can't really get me to watch basketball unless it's the Bulls. Or like in the day, like I <laughs> would watch the, the Celtics uh, some, but usually like old tapes because Larry Bird was before our time. But we seen them, and it's like yeah. okay, Celtics were good. But uh, like my th- my time, like growing up, like my brother, you know, he he grew up on you know. Um, Michael Jordan and stuff. That's what made him want to do some some basketball trial for basketball teams and stuff. And I was like, Jordan was awesome. Somebody that we grew up with. So we we're Bulls fans. So we should we should legit just be like, yeah, yeah, no, Kobe, he definitely did that and stuff. It's like no, but logically, Kobe uh, is one of the best basketball players of all time. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, uh, just because I have it up here. So, if you go to... This is NBA.com on their stats, right? There's uh, there's the top four players, since this is kind of like a... Sort of like an extra little nugget for um, a full-on basketball Mount Rushmore's episode. Yeah, it's kind of just like a teaser. We're not going full in-depth. We just... yeah. We just kind of had some emotions and some thoughts about, you know, when Kobe died, we are just like, he died too young, and we just want to let people know that who it, Kobe is. Yeah, well, and, and it's like, the thing too is that, like, when you start putting, like, his stats and stuff in comparison to other people, you're like, oh shit, yeah, you don't really think about it, because you're like, oh yeah, I know Kobe was good, and he had all the championships with the Lakers, and, and everything, and, and that kind of stuff, but it's like, when you start looking at the stat sheet, you're like, oh shit, so just uh, while I have it up here, we'll see if Steve can can guess these, right? So oh, you're gonna see if I can guess them. Yes. So uh, there are the top four players in NBA history with the with the most points scored. So this okay. is most points for a career. For a career. So okay, this is so. these are the top four. So guess who number four is? Uh, number four is Kobe Bryant. Number four is Kobe, yes. Kobe is number four all-time for points. Okay. Uh, Well, just so you know, he played 1,346 games in his career. Okay. Um, So, number three. Um, This is overall points. I would say um, Hakeem Olajuwon? Uh, No, but Hakeem is like 11. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Hakeem did have a shit ton of third. points. Okay, let me let me try to let me try to think. Uh, this here. is actually kind of an interesting list. Uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, 
No, no, Magic, Magic, I don't think, makes the top 15. He doesn't. Really? No, Magic doesn't. Okay. Well, Magic was a, a point guard, so scoring wasn't, like, the biggest deal for him. He's not even in, like, the top 50, I don't think. Okay. So no, Will he's not. Uh, no, it's not Wilt, but Wilt does have a ton of points. Wilt is number seven okay, all time. Okay, uh, what about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Kareem is actually number one. He is number one. Okay, yeah. so I got okay, so I got two. It's Kobe and Kareem. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we have to so, figure out two and three. If you can figure out two okay, and three, okay. Jordan is one of those. Uh, no, Jordan's actually five. Jordan He's, is five. Yeah. Kobe okay. in his career actually passed Jordan, but just so you can put that into uh, a comparison, Kobe played one thousand three hundred forty-six games. Jordan played one thousand and seventy-two games, so he played something like two hundred and something extra games over what Jordan played. Okay, so all right, thinking about more scorers, uh, Dwayne Wade. Uh, no, but. Wade is on here somewhere, I think, in the top 50. Okay. Oh, um, shit. Well, maybe not. Oh, shit, I don't know. Maybe he isn't. Russell Westbrook is. But LeBron James. LeBron is three. Three, okay. Uh, LeBron is three all-time right now with 1,246 games. So he's actually played exactly 100 games less than two. Kobe. So two... Shaq. Two is going to be interesting. Shaq is number eight, so he is in the top ten. Uh, this one's going to be interesting, two, but I'll two. give you a hint. He's another big man. He's another He's another big man. Okay. Yeah. Um, damn. So you, you already got Kareem. You got LeBron at three, and you got Kobe at four. This is this is really testing Steve's basketball knowledge here. <laughs> Larry Bird. Uh, no, Bird actually isn't in the top 25. Uh, he actually... Oh, Dwayne Wade is on here, by the way. Dwayne Wade is 29. Larry Bird is 34th all-time really? for points. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Garnett. Uh, no, but Garnett is on here. Uh, Paul I just... Pierce. No, Paul Pierce is 15. Kevin, uh, Carl Malone. Carl Malone is number two. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> So the top I haven't four, gone through a few, but yeah, I, I, I got. It's I mean, like hey, I kept look, going. Look, I mean, the few that I named, that's not unreasonable to think they could. No, be okay. because you I mean, basically everybody that you named is somebody that's in the top fifty somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had to go through my process because I know Kevin Garnett was like really great at scoring and stuff, and I'll Garnett next, is eighteen. My of next all time. guy was going to be like Dirk. Dirk Dirk is actually yeah. six. He's just behind Jordan. Yeah, so my next guy actually was going to be Dirk if Carl uh, Malone wasn't going to be the guy. <laughs> I was right. like, Dirk? <laughs> so, so, just so you can put this into some comparisons here, Kareem has 38,387 points for his career. Right. Now, let's say, Ooh. is that more than Morton Anderson scored in the NFL? Yeah, <laughs> by a lot, yes. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Carl, he had, um, 36,928 points. Wow. So there's like a, you know, there's like a, how long did he play? Like 20 years? Uh, Carl Malone probably played like 20 years, right? How long did Carl Malone play? It was something like that. Cause I know Kareem played about 20 years. Uh, Carl played 19 years. Exactly. Yeah. So I was pretty Kareem 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played 19 years. So they played the exact same like career length. Yeah. Uh, Kobe played for 19 years as well. Yes. Now, see, Jordan Jordan played for 14. His career was 14 years. So, and then you look at, like, Dirk. Dirk has, Dirk played for 21. Wow. So he's that is awesome. one of the, yeah, 21 years of Dirk, yeah. Longevity. So Wilt was, like, 13 years. Wilt had all those stats and only played for 13 years. Yeah. Because after he retired, he just kind of went into doing movies and stuff. Yeah, you remember the, the, the game, uh, the last game that Kobe Bryant played uh, was was the, the game that he scored 61 points in, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the last game he played, and everybody was like, well, he's coming back now. He scored like 60-something points. Yeah, but it's like when you do that, it's like how do you, how do you come back you know, it's like it's you, just one of those things where you you you're walking towards the tunnel and you just kind of like put the Undertaker fist up in the air, even though yeah, <laughs> that was a false retirement, but that was still a pretty cool thing when you're just kind of like yeah, I'm out yeah, and um, that's what Kobe did. He was like, this is probably one of the best games I've ever had in my career. I'm out. I'm outie. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's one of the things, too, that's interesting is that, like, when you look at, uh, like, Kobe for his career, um, here's his career average. He averaged 25 points a game, averaged 5.2 rebounds, and 4.7 assists. That's for his entire career. That's 19 years. That's what he averaged. So let's let's talk about the Mount Rushmore, because that's why we're here. This is a t-shirt to... Greatest of all time, which we'll do eventually. <laughs> uh, and if you guys want to suggest something else, beyond the hate at yahoo.com. Email us. Email us. But we're going to talk about the most influential basketball players of all time. Most influential? Like the top four? So the people that inspired other basketball players, other great basketball players, not just any basketball players. So, like, these are the guys that inspired a generation of guys. Not just somebody that's just like, oh, yeah, he was good. A guy that breeded a new generation of guys. Well, so, you, so obviously, you put, I think number one is Michael Jordan. Jordan. And the main, one of the main things I would say about Jordan is look at how many people wanted to play basketball because of, because of Mike. Everyone wants to be like Mike. Exactly. That was they even had that as the commercial, right? That was a commercial. And the other thing too is that Jordan basically, if you go in terms of like the influence that he had on the game, shoe deals were like a pretty big thing. But most of the time back in the day, you know, if you got like a Converse deal, you know, you would you really wouldn't get like custom Converse. shoe deals exist now because of Jordan. The way that they are now is because of Jordan. It's because, because of Jordan. Uh, because, you know, Converse and, like, Adidas and, like, these different companies, they would get people, like, you know, Converse had Larry Bird for years, and they also uh, they also did, like, commercials with, like, Magic Johnson and stuff like that, because back in the day, like, Converse was, like, pretty much the shit. Like, everybody wore Converse back in the day. Nike being new... Uh, you know, they when they talked to Jordan, Jordan was like, I don't know. He's like, but you're, you know, he's like, you guys' company hasn't been around for very long. Nobody really knows who Nike is. 
And Jordan, if I'm not mistaken, I think originally he wanted to wear Converse. And he was going to do Converse because, you know, it was like what Bird and Magic and like those guys wore. And then eventually Phil Knight sweet-talked him enough that he was like, okay, well, I'll do the Nike deal. And after that, basically what Jordan did with that shoe deal was he basically changed everything about shoe deals. Because whether it's Under Armour or it's uh, Adidas or, you know, whoever has, you know, I mean, even like uh, Dwayne Wade when he was at the end of his career and he had uh, Lening or Li Ning or whatever, it's like the, the Chinese company doing his shoes. Everybody wants to have that Jordan type of deal, right? Where, you know, it's like we bring you in, you help us design the shoe, we put you with a designer, and then, you know, you design, you help us design the shoe. You know, what do you need from a performance perspective? Because, you know, Under Armour basically took that template and put that towards Steph Curry. Because Under Armour was like, you are our guy. What do you want the shoes to do? So basically, Jordan, he was one of those guys that not only influenced basketball players, he he actually influenced, like, sports that wasn't even his own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of these NFL players that go to come out, as soon as they're done with college, they'll get these... um, they won't get shoe deals because shoe deals aren't really a thing for football players. Which you might get, yeah, you don't really get like a shoe deal. Which they should be. Like some of those people, it was like, you going to buy some Julio Jones? I'd be like, oh, he makes shoes? I'd probably buy those. Right. But that's not, a, that's not really a it's thing. It's not really a thing because you don't really notice a player's cleats in, in football. But they, they get <laughs> like, uh, you know, they get these deals straight out of college. Yeah. Like Julio Jones, like as soon as he was done with college, he got an Under Armour deal. Yeah, and before even the draft happened, he was doing commercials. For like, literally, commercials were being played before the draft was even on. Mm-hmm. Like during the draft, Julio Jones was in Under Armour commercials. Right. Uh, so that's that's one thing that's kind of started with Jordan because you don't really remember. You remember like uh, sports athletes, like you know, like Dan Marino's and Larry Bird's, just doing like just regular commercials like you know eat your wheaties and stuff like that yeah icy hot for for you know for pain and stuff but like, like on that. a big scale for like sports products it kind of all started with jordan mm-hmm. um is when you think about anything that jordan endorsed whether it was gatorade gatorade stock went up whenever yeah. he did the the gatorade commercials uh, when he did the Wheaties commercials, Wheaties, their stock went up and they started selling a lot more boxes yeah, of cereal. Yeah, Wheaties is a little interesting because they were always like kind of famous for like uh, putting Olympic athletes and stuff like that mm-hmm. on. That's usually I what remember they put having on their the boxes. Dream Team Wheaties. Back well, that's in the day. when Jordan actually first appeared on the Wheaties was whenever he was uh, uh, going to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Because they usually only, back in the day, I don't know what they do now, but back in the day, they usually only put Olympic athletes on Wheaties. Mm-hmm. And when Jordan was on it, it just it just skyrocketed. You know, yeah. Just like, Michael Jordan's on it. Everyone wanted to be like Mike. Yeah, because I remember having some of those, the 92 Olympics when we sent the Dream Team over. Yeah. or when, uh, Well, no, the 92 Olympics was Atlanta, wasn't it? Wasn't it Atlanta, Atlanta? I don't know. Uh, if I want, if I remember right, I think that's what it but was. But just to show you how successful that is, Wheaties are disgusting. <laughs> so this episode is not brought uh, to you by Wheaties. <laughs> so it's a lot of iron, sure, but 
you know, if you were a kid, you're like, hey, what do you want to eat? Frosty mini wheats or fucking Wheaties? You're like, fuck Wheaties. <laughs> they put Jordan on it. Give me some Wheaties. Give me some Wheaties because I want to be like Mike. If Mike can eat this disgusting cardboard shit, I can too. And what you found out later is he couldn't eat that shit either. That shit is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah. Athletes, they always put Olympic athletes on there. And Jordan was one of them. Yeah. So he was one of the most influential basketball players of all time. So we put him on that list. Mm-hmm. So the next most influential person in in basketball somebody that influenced like a lot of people uh who would that be who would be the next guy to jordan that was just like the guy that created like a generational you know like basketball gap um it it always kind of depends because you have so many people that came through and they did good at their position but it's like did they like change the game did they influence a whole generation part of me would almost think that i think you'd have to put kareem abdul jabbar on there kareem abdul jabbar because he's one of the he's he's, as we established he is the highest scoring player of all time the skyhook was something that was basically like an atomic bomb as like an offensive weapon because you can't defend it that was kind of his own thing though no one else could really do it yeah, but the thing about Kareem that he showed was that, like, he really showed what centers can do. Centers can do more than, you know, what they had been doing, which was just rebounding. Yeah, yeah big guys he, can't really be uh, scorers and told in, and then you're like, yeah. you. Oh, no, the big guys, score. yeah, the tall guys can actually score because I don't think you would have guys like Shaq were it not for him, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at some of the other centers that, that came out, like... Um, Hakeem Olajuwon, like you talked about Hakeem earlier. Hakeem, you know, he basically, it, you could take, like, tape of what Hakeem did with his, like, his turnaround shot and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, Hakeem could have played back in those days against guys like uh, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, um, we could talk light years about this stuff. Right. We're going to try to we're going to try to make this quick cuz this is a teaser to what's come. Yeah, we're going to gonna go into more depth later on. So, third. So so we have Michael Jordan, we have uh uh um uh Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Who would be the next person? Uh that was like influential. I I think I I would like to nominate Larry Bird. Bird, yeah. Because I just don't think there were three-point shooters in the league until Larry Bird uh, showed what somebody that was such a good shooter. And he, and a lot of people don't know this, he started in the time of the league where there was no three-point line. <laughs> so a lot of shots that he was making were two-point shots, and then the three-point was actually uh, brought in later. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't always because the ABA line. had the three point shot, the uh, NBA didn't. They did, and it wasn't yeah. until the merger that they said that uh, they were going to allow the the three point shot. But people didn't really use it much because most players figured, well, most basketball at the time was based on like getting the best two point shot that you could. The three point shot was just seen as kind of like a gimmick, and a lot of people didn't think it was gonna. It didn't think it was gonna take off. What Bird did was like uh, because the, you know the ABA had the three point sh- you know shot contest and when they merged, 
they took they took that and added it to their All Star game where they're like, hey, we want to do that three point shot co- contest too. And Bird, he I can't, I forget which one it was that uh, that he did this in, but he he walked into uh, the three point contest and he had like his you know his uh, Celtics like warm up gear on, and he was like, which one of you is coming in second? And they were like, "Come on, Larry! Like yeah. seriously, man!" He was he, like, "No, I, I'm winning this. Who's who's going to get second among he, the rest?" He did of you? that against one of his own teammates because one of his own teammates was one of the guys that was one of the best three point shooters in the league or whatever. Yeah, and he destroyed him. He destroyed everybody. He destroyed. I don't everybody. think he missed a shot in that. He one. didn't. I don't think he missed. He had every single regular he shot, shot, like over, and he hit the extra point ball. And he shot back. over a hundred times in the three point competition. Didn't miss once. Yeah. And he won the three-point contest, and it was... And then he goes back to his team bus, because I remember a recent interview about it, and he was just like, who's the best three-point uh, shooter in the league? You know, like, as soon as he goes on the bus, he's like, yeah. well, who's the th- best three-point shooter in the league again? And um, I want to say Larry Bird actually won a dunk competition, too, because he actually could dunk when he was a little bit younger. Uh, and then his back got all fucked up, and then he's just like his dunking stuff just went to shit because he's yeah, just Bird like, could dunk. He just didn't do it most of the time because he'd rather just lay it up and be done with it. Yeah, but he his, he was his, uh, his back turned to shit pretty early. Well, yeah, he was. It was like one of those uh, years. He was uh, he was in the off season because I remember him doing the story about it. And he was. He was uh, pouring concrete, I think, for his mom to fix her driveway. Right. And he uh, he did something when he was pouring that concrete, and it it just always like it wrecked his back after that because you would see Bird in those but later years. But I'm pretty years. sure I did hear a story. I, I like I said, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I did hear a story that he did win a dunk competition whenever he was an active basketball player. I I don't remember him ever being in a dunk contest though. Because Not off they, the top of my head. They had, I, I remember hearing a story. I think Kevin McHale said, uh, was the one that was telling the story. That they, there was, was it at dunk. the All Star game? Because that's the main dunk contest. Maybe. Like I, maybe I, it was I, like I'm not gonna back it. I'm not gonna back it with my knowledge. I don't know anything, if it was the All Star game. He might have done it on something that wasn't the All Star game. Maybe it might have been like an unofficial dunk contest. But I oh, it could have been. Yeah, maybe. You it, know, but Kevin McHale was telling the story about Larry Bird was able to dunk, and then he messed his back up, and he was like, "I'm not doing that shit anymore." Yeah. You know, he just he likes to shoot. Yeah, so, but he'd rather just like, lay it in. But the yeah. other thing too about Bird, if you ever, if you guys ever want to see what it's like to see an all-around ball player, just pull up highlights of Larry Bird. The dude could rebound. He could shoot, as we've established. He's one of the best shooters in history. He could do assists. He could do like no-look passes and stuff, just like Magic Johnson could. Uh, and he also was one of the best free throw shooters of all time. Bird is one of those guys that he could literally do about everything. And for a guy that everybody thought that he wasn't athletic enough and didn't have like a really good vertical and everything, Bird is like the definition of hustle. He hustled to do everything on that court. If I was a GM, and this is just my opinion, everyone has their opinion, and I'd like to hear your, your guys' of this. If you had a chance uh, to draft um, Larry Bird or Magic Johnson... I think I would take Larry Bird every time. I'm I'm kind of torn because I love both of those guys. I do I do love Magic Johnson. Well, I don't I don't think I could choose. It'd be I, difficult. For I love me. Magic too, and I love Larry. I, the, the, the thing <laughs> I love about Larry Bird the most is uh, Magic is great. He's one of the greatest of all time. 
There's no doubt about it. But I think Larry's way less selfish, and I think that helps your team more. And I think he proved that when he played for the Celtics, and uh, that's why I would take Larry over Magic. Skill-wise, I think they're pretty even. But uh, personality-wise, I think Larry has a slight advantage. Later in life, Magic is pretty humble, but in his <laughs> day, I think, um, you know, I think uh, this is better to have Larry, in my opinion. Well, it my also, opinion. like, yeah. the thing, too, was that, like, especially back in those days, because those those Lakers and those Celtics teams were pretty stacked with talent. I mean, hell, even even Magic Great had he had Kareem for uh, for a little while when he first started. I mean, hell, you know, Magic's rookie season, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar gets hurt in the playoffs, and he basically has to play. There was at one point in the playoffs he had played every single position. He played center to to handle Kareem's spot. He played point guard like he normally does. He played shooting guard for a little bit. You know, he played both forward positions. So he he had Kareem, but he also had like James Worthy, and he had he had some fucking talent on that team. Yeah, I'm just saying if you were just Magic was really good at distributing the ball and creating plays, which is what he was a point guard. He was a six foot nine point guard, which is kind of ridiculous. But he was not as good as a shooter as Larry. If it came down to shooting, Larry was obviously the better shooter. Well. Uh- uh, I think I think if you actually compared early on in their season, Magic was a little bit more uh, 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 selfish. He wanted to make more points early on in his career, and Larry uh, actually would pass it more early on in his career if he couldn't make it. You know, didn't feel like he was open. So later on, Magic got better at passing, but initially he was very selfish. Well, in the earlier years when he was younger, they ran a lot of the offense through him. So, but then eventually, once he still once he had all these great star players around him, he was like, "I can just distribute the ball and just shoot when I have to." And so, but it's just you know just a matter of of you know style. But you know, Bird in terms of what he was able to do and the fact that he basically you probably wouldn't have guys like Steph Curry now or like you know say like. Um, uh, like Kevin Durant, like Ray Allen, you wouldn't have had Ray Allen probably because Ray Allen's one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. You know, yeah, I, I yeah, I just think um, Larry Bird. Okay, so uh, so that's far three. as influence that we we have three: Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Bird, and Bird. And so, who would you think the other one would be? And then we'll you know we'll wrap up. I, I think there's many people that can be this this last spot, but uh, I, I think I think so far we've covered almost every generation of influence, in my opinion. Okay, like, uh, uh, excuse me. Kareem was like the 60s and 70s, you know. Jordan was like the 80s to the 90s, um, or through most of the most of the 90s. Yeah. It was most of his career. Uh, Bird was the 80s. Yeah, yeah, Bird was Bird was the eighties. So I was trying to think if we're talking about the most influential, and I'm not just doing this because of, of what happened. You're talking about this generation, this current generation the, of basketball. Look, like the two thousands era. The, the the basketball players that we're watching now, who influenced them? And I think the 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 um, the obvious answer is Kobe Bryant. 
Well, I mean, yeah, when especially when you look at how many people grew up wanting to, because some people didn't grow up with Jordan, you know, like I did, for example. Yeah. A lot of people they they grew up in like the two thousands when you know Kobe was going to championships and stuff with Shaq. Like Russell Westbrook, he's doing his best impression of Kobe Bryant right now. Yeah. Might be failing, but he's trying to do it. James Harden's trying to be his best Kobe. LeBron James is trying his hardest to imitate Kobe. Even yeah. went to the Lakers to try and... Yeah, to try and, uh, you know, he's like, I'm going to go to the Lakers. Oh, yeah, I just broke a Kobe record or whatever. And it's like, that's that's Kobe cool. played his entire career for the Lakers. Yeah, Kobe played so... his entire career for the Lakers. And I heard him in an interview five years ago with Dan Patrick. And he was just like... If the Lakers didn't want you anymore, who, who would you go to? And he and Kobe was like, I wouldn't go anywhere. I'd, I, I would retire. I'm a Laker. Yeah. He was like, I'm always going to be a Laker. Yeah. He didn't care about leaving to go win championships somewhere else or leaving to go make some money somewhere else because he could have easily done those things in his career. Yeah. Basketball He could have ring chased. He could have easily. He could have went anywhere. And he would have got a max contract anywhere he would have went. Anywhere. If he would have just been like, I'm done with Lakers. I'm going to go over here and go win a ring. Yeah, I'm going to go over here with uh, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and win a championship he, in Boston. He, yeah, he could have easily <laughs> done any of the things that, that LeBron James did. And I know people are LeBron James fans. I'm not, I'm not gonna, we're not going to talk about that or whatever. This isn't our, the LeBron hate uh, cast. Yeah, this yeah. isn't the LeBron hate cast. We have our feelings. We just... Uh, I'll make it known right now. We're not going to hide them. Like we, I, I think. I think I'm not a LeBron he, fan. <laughs> uh, we're not LeBron fans, and I think he's a product of whoever he goes to play with. And I think he proved that. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I think he proved that about his career. Right. So whatever you you can say, he's the greatest. Stephen A. Smith can say he's the greatest of all time. Whatever. That's his opinion. It's not a fact. It's his opinion. Yeah. You can say it's a fact. He's and it's not a fact. It's an opinion. Uh, you know, goats are a lot of times are subjective. Yeah, I could I could go play with some of the people that he played with and fucking win a championship. <laughs> I could, and I I've never played basketball. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. Besides but, the backyard ball. <laughs> yeah, backyard ball. I, I I could shoot a few hoops. Uh, but uh, you know, whenever you're you're talking about like somebody like Kobe Bryant, where it's just like. Ride or die. He's like fucking, you know, um, uh, Michelle Rodriguez and goddamn Fast and the Furious. You know, Letty. ride or die. Letty, she's fucking to the death. Like that. That's what Kobe was for the Lakers, and the Lakers uh, uh, was to Kobe. You know, they 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 could have abandoned him also at any point in that. Yeah, never did. Never did. And. Um, Let's see, the five-time champion. Uh, yeah, he had the three-peat that he won with Shaq, and then they had like a little bit of a break, and then he won two more. And he won two more, five yeah. times. That was when champion. he had like uh, what Pau Gasol and uh, shit. He had yeah, he had another one of those guys, but they all they, on the same team. They were very much trying to get like another three-peat, um, but they uh, they weren't able to get that third that that sixth ring because he wanted to have six rings like Jordan did. Because that was one of the things about Kobe is that he was always sort of... 
he was, was also influenced by Jordan. He was influenced by Jordan because he plays the same position. They're like damn near the same size. They're six foot six, about two fifteen, two twenty, depending on their diet. So he was built like Jordan. He had all the skills that Jordan had. He had the fadeaway shot like Jordan did. He had and the, the dunking criti- ability. And the criticism when they're like, uh, uh, Kobe doesn't pass. Guess what? It's not Kobe's job to pass. He's a shooting guard. Right. <laughs> His job is to guess what? Shoot. Shoot. So you're just Guess like, what Jordan oh. was? Jordan was a shooting guard. He liked to shoot. Now, he would pass if somebody had a better shot than him. But there would be times in games where Kobe would tell, like, uh, he'd tell, like, Phil Jackson, like, give me the ball. He's like, we got like four seconds left. He's like, give me the ball. I'll get the shot. That's exactly the same kind of shit that Mike used to do. Yeah. And they even played in the same offense because Jordan played in the triangle offense with Phil Jackson in the 90s when he was the coach of the Bulls. Phil leaves and goes to L.A. in the 2000s. And then as soon as he gets his hands on Kobe, he was like, I have the, I have another Jordan-like guy. I have another Jordan. I have another Jordan that can run this offense. So and this so- is a little <laughs> bit of a teaser. Yeah, to a basket, a bigger back basketball episode that is going to come in the future. Yes, but the most influential basketball players of our time: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, um, Bird, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant. Kobe, yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe. Bryant. Like you can literally say just their names. And you know that that's greatness. Everyone knows who every one of those people are. Yeah, you and say Kareem, and people are like, oh yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You say Jordan, Jordan speaks for himself. You say Bird, they know who you're talking about. You say Kobe, they know who you're talking about. You're like a, you're like on a one-name basis with those guys. You know? <laughs> All these guys, greats, legends. And Kobe, you will be missed. But you won't ever ever be forgotten oh no no so uh this has been uh beyond the hate mount rushmore influence edition bonus edition peace hold on (laughs) technical difficulties We got this. (laughs) Peace out, Kobe. Yeah, peace out. (laughs) And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. Serving me's a no-no Clean as a whistle as I pull out in my Rolls Royce Yellow phone passenger, they see it, they say, oh boy Tell Kelly, back it up, my call me loco Down for armed traffic, you know, make me pull out Ask you what you laughing at, represent that mud life Dirty money, pretty better get your mud right We come together holding hands and holler the light We all strapping all black, it's like Cause you wasn't riding All I do is be and we